0: You're going to rip your dick off. What? What? If you stick your dick in this vacuum cleaner and turn it on, you're going to rip your dick off. Why would I do that? I don't know, sir, because it's not going to feel like a blowjob. How would you know? I mean, I'm not going to. Good. Because if you did, you would rip your dick off. So are there, like, multiple power settings on this? Yeah. Know? Yeah. There's high and there's low, and both of those will rip your dick off. That's that's such a weird way to describe the power settings on a vacuum.
1: Welcome back to Queer Horror Cult. (laughs) Uh,
0: I wasn't expecting that intro, but yes, welcome back. It's...
1: Little podcast voice, hello.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) welcome back. We've been away, but here we are. Clearly we've proven that we can't stick to a regular schedule, so...
1: Yeah, I don't don't think anybody has expectations of us anymore. I think I
0: have expectations of myself. Let alone,
1: least of all ourselves.
0: I have expectations of myself that I've let down time and time again, so I'm thinking, fuck it. We'll uh, just get together and record when we can, and hopefully more episodes come out when yeah. they do. And when they do, it's a little surprise in your uh, podcast feed. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we had some downtime where we were able to uh, hang out and watch movies again, so we decided to give this a little go. hmm And it didn't help that uh, the, the Absolute Legends over at Vinegar Syndrome and Severn Films put out two movies that we felt huh. These could work together. This could fit. Sure could. I think last month they came out in uh, August.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I remember you saying it was pretty recent.
0: We decided to do a topic I pitched a long time ago, but we never got around to because we didn't have a a good lineup. And uh, so welcome to the penis peril playbill, (laughs) where we're going to get all Freudian and talk about dick trauma.
1: Yeah, I hope hope you're here for that because that's what you're getting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of wish that I had that shirt I've seen online that just says, remember when RoboCop shot that dude in the dick? <laughs> it's a good shirt. So you're, you're uh, going to be a therapist. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Thanks. But uh, as we all know, that really the best therapist was Sigmund Freud. So do you have any insight you can spill onto the weird, like, castration anxiety at work in tonight's films? <laughs> I will like a little intro, do my best. I imagine we can get to it. we can get to it when we do the films, of course, but do you have an intro to what that even is?
1: uh, I mean, okay, I've never actually studied psychoanalysis. I've done like everything I've learned about Freud has been in like you know introductory level, like here <laughs> is this because we have to have it and i and I' vaguely like at the most basic bitch level aware of like Lacan's takes <laughs> on like Freud too, where you know, Freud was like, penis, and then Lacan's like, phallus.
0: <laughs> it's only a phallus if it's from the phallus region of France. Otherwise,
1: it's just a pepice.
0: Otherwise, it's a sparkling penis.
1: <laughs> um, But the, yeah, the idea, like, as a, it, in not being, like, you know, the penis itself, it's more the penis is, like, the stand, or the phallus is the stand-in for, like, power, and, yeah, okay. and so this a- anxiety about having it of castration anxiety would be, yeah, having I guess your power taken away and kind of like subsumed by somebody else, be it a parent yeah. or a lover or whatever,
0: okay. And uh, so when we actually get into, like, literal castration anxiety, we're we're being almost very body horror with it, in terms of the movies, at least. Yeah. Just, like, this is literally your quote-unquote power going away, and I think that this is a fruitful discussion in terms of our first movie in particular. Yes. Because we watched 1996's Killer Condom.
1: We sure did.
0: It's a movie I cannot believe it's taken me this long to watch it.
1: Well, didn't cause I mean well for me. I'd never heard of it until you told me about it. And you're like, oh no, I'd heard about it right. like forever ago, which, t- of course, you did. I, I yeah. missed it. Um, fair enough. But you said that it was there was like maybe one release or something until now.
0: There was like a DVD release that I think was pretty hard to track mm-hmm. down, and um, I reached a point when I was getting Blu-rays where I just decided to stop buying DVDs for the most yeah. part, just because uh, I don't know, I'm a snob or something like that. I mean, that. Th-
1: the quality um, can be quite drastically different.
0: Yeah, it, it can be. Uh, that's true. But yeah, so I just kind of never got around to it, hoping that someone would do a good release of it. And sure enough, Vinegar Syndrome decided, like, not only does this have to be in high def, it needs to be in ultra high def. Fucking right, it So does. we got a 4k release of it, <laughs> of all things. And this movie was an absolute bop. It was
1: a it? total banger. I I was not expecting it to be good, but I I was actually like I was invested. I was paying attention. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. I was like damn.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I was so happy just to see in the opening credits pop up that it just said like H.R. Geiger or Geiger, I'm not 100% on that pronunciation, was, like, the special effects consultant for the design of right. the killer condom. And that, uh, yeah boy, Jörg Butgeray, uh, basically the director of the Necromantic yeah. movies was the guy who designed the condom, like, made it happen. <laughs> so that's great. We love that. Interesting. Uh, but, yeah, so what have we got with a plot for this
1: one? We are in New York City, where everybody inexplicably speaks German. Yeah. I, I think, uh, and watching this, I was like, this must be what it feels like when you're from somewhere that's not, like, a predominantly English-speaking place, and then you see a movie set there that everyone just, like, speaks English and possibly also with British accents, because why not? Like, it's a, that sort of... Yeah,
0: like, movies set, like, ancient Roman movies Yeah,
1: yeah, it's just this sort of, like, uncanny, like, well, you, you're hitting all the points right, but this isn't right. It's... <laughs>
0: Yeah, so it was interesting to be on the other side of that it, because that doesn't happen yeah. a lot in movies that come out. No, here. it
1: doesn't. See so yeah, in New York City, like the president of the United States, the guy who wants to be pres everyone's giving their speeches in German, the news is in German. Yeah. It's just like this is a trip. Um but yeah, we're in New York. Um we're still sort of like forty second street CD, lots of, you know, brothels and sex work and industry and whatever. And it mostly centers around this particular, like, hotel quickie, where it's very clearly just, like, a like a little, like, you know, rent-it-by-the-hour-fuck-hotel kind of thing, and...
0: But, okay, ho- hold up, what a bougie hotel for, like, a cheap, for how cheap it was, and all that Air. stuff. Like, it has a fucking bar with a cabaret. That
1: is true, that is true. That's a really good point. It was,
0: like, such a, such a cool, shitty, rundown, like... Mo- CD not motel wrong. or a uh, hotel.
1: So true, um and so there are you know John's seeing workers, and one night there. Well, it's not all John's. In one case, there is a like college professor who is trying to Ugh. diddle a student because she's like you know I don't know a couple po- grade po- like points away or whatever from like failing her her earcs were also, it sounded like going off of like a European system because I think she was underage, but he's like, oh, you know, like I can, I can fudge your grades. You just have to do something for me. So he's, yeah, being coercive and gross. And so there's that. And then there's, yeah, a couple of other things like, you know, rendezvous taken on, going on at the same time. And yeah, yeah, in one night, all in quick succession, there is this sudden like epidemic of, uh, women allegedly biting off men's penises <laughs> at this love hotel.
0: Yeah. Um, first off, I'm so, like, it was so gross with the college Ooh. professor thing. And so that opening scene, it's like, couldn't have happened to a nicer exactly. guy kind She's of like, thing. goodness. You know? And, um, yeah, so. And so, yeah, the police are, like, brought
1: in to investigate this, like, yeah, this, this mass, uh, penis biting off. <laughs> event
0: <laughs> i mean we're laughing that would be it would actually be terrible but the thing experience. is like it'd be the worst thing but the movie plays but, but they so play it fun. so
1: it's it's funny they play it so silly yet so straight yeah because it's like cause, yeah, you know these women are like well yeah, screaming and stuff and she's like i didn't do any like they're, they're swearing they didn't do it they don't know what happened but they're covered in blood but yeah they're saying they didn't do it so like it's, it's a mystery it's a proper mystery
0: yeah, and there's only one detective who seems to think that something's not right with the whole, oh, just a bunch of women biting off people's dicks. And uh, that is Detective Macaroni detective from Detective
1: Macaroni! Sicily.
0: <laughs> I love that it's, you know, a German movie in New York, and they specifically, like, they go hard on the Italian detective. They do. Like, he's always dreaming of the homeland yes, and the all Sicilian that. the Sicilian
1: detective. But yet, he still spells his name in a very, like, German way. It's like M-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-I, yeah. and that's like... You don't really use yeah. K in Italian, it's like a borrowed letter that shows yeah. up sometimes, but it's not like traditionally there. And there's maccheroni instead of macaroni, so it's yeah, it's silly. I like it,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the, but yeah, he's, he's uh, I love sorry, sorry, I was just gonna say early on in this part when like they find all the people getting their, their dicks put off, and there's all the suspects and the police. Uh, station. I love when the students' parents show up <laughs> from Ohio.
1: From Farmville, Ohio. <laughs>
0: <It's> Farmville, Ohio. <laughs> now I might Was be it Ohio or was it like Oklahoma? Oh it, it might was have been Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Anyway, now, yeah,
1: it was but it was It's possible
0: there is a Farmville there, but it still made me laugh regardless. I think it's like
1: the Facebook game from the two thousands that everyone was addicted yeah. to.
0: <laughs> it it just it, to me it really spoke of like that um you, like, it was the Germanness of this movie showing, where it's just like, we're just gonna make shit up about America. Yeah. And, you know, this, this just shows the Canadianness of me here, if, like, it's like, oh, there actually is a Farmville, and I just don't know what I'm talking about either.
1: I mean, maybe there is, and maybe everybody knows about it except for us, but I, I do suspect it was just, like, I don't know, some rural state I, farm I stuff. Farmville. that yeah. yeah. They're from the ville where they farm.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that part, that part made me laugh. Anyway, so.
1: So Mac, yeah, Macaroni is a Sicilian gay cop, which mm-hmm. is, and, and, and that's not just like, you know, something they throw in and then never refer to again. It's like, no, it's like pretty gay throughout the movie. And it's.
0: It, it's a focus. It color. is.
1: And it's like surprisingly progressive, but it's like, but it is German. So fair enough.
0: Yeah. Like. I love how normal it is in this movie. Like most of the characters don't even bat an eye at the fact that he's gay and openly so. And the only ones that do, it's to a point in the plot. Yeah. Like it's like specifically because it's like this character specifically homophobic. Yeah. Or
1: you get some who are kind of like that sort of like homophobic and don't know better, but aren't like adversarial about it. Like it's not like the shit you see today of like, yeah. you know, these guys aren't going to go show up at like some protest or try to like deny health care to people. They would just be like, ugh. And then they realize they meet a gay guy yeah. and they're like, oh, he's normal, I guess. I guess this is fine. Whatever. It doesn't make a difference to my life either yeah. way. Like, it's that sort of just, like, like uninformed, ignorant kind of, like... And, like, not to, like, undermine this, you know, how shitty it can be to experience stuff on, like, a micro level, but, but yeah, these aren't guys who are, like, I'm gonna run for office to, like, disenfranchise, like, trans people of their... It's basically this, this sort of, like, old-timey, almost seeming homophobia that's kind of quaint now. It's kind of like... Well, that would be nice if we could just, could we just like go back to that? Like, if we have to have some, could we just go back to like...
0: It, it's very sad <laughs> that I know exactly what you right? mean.
1: Just, just,
0: Just little acquaint homophobia yeah, just, just as, a a treat, little, like, as opposed to this Like, you script. know,
1: eccentric uncle who where it's like, how do you even know what that is? Like, what, what? I don't know.
0: Yeah, this isn't siege homophobia. No, Exactly. Although uh, in, since we're on this topic, there is a trans character and I think it's a little more complicated yeah, when it comes yeah. to this character. That's true. It well, first off, being in nineties movies, there's uh, like a lot of uh, melting of like someone being a, a trans woman and someone being a trans yes. kind of thing. Like it's uh, part of it is just like the lingual aspect of it, that words change and how we understand them changes, but at the same time there is a lot of conflation between like uh oh he he is a gay dude in a dress versus uh she's a a woman
1: and i think it's even kind of unclear like it kind of goes back and forth between like are you just like a drag performer or are you like i i never really knew how to pin that character down as like is this like your thing 24 7 or is this your like this is what i do when i'm on the clock
0: it seems at a certain point that it is uh, her thing all the time, because uh, she's still Babette when she shows up, at, like, outside of the, the venue and all that stuff, um, in a sort of, like, riff on Psycho, right. because, uh, you know, like, that's, take what you will from that, I mm-hmm. guess, is is uh, what to say, but um, even that has kind of a happy turn at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, they kind of stopped dead naming you finally, and yeah. people's are and defending you and accepting you, even if they're doing it like a little crass. Yeah, and when
1: they're going in to save the day, they're saving everybody, including you, and they're not being like, oh, that person doesn't matter. We can yeah, we can leave exactly. them behind if if we have to sacrifice one.
0: And even if yeah. we don't,
1: why not? Yeah. Yeah, but um, so macaroni, the great inspector. Mm-hmm he, you know, in doing some detective work, goes to the brothel and he, you know, starts eyeing up a twink that he's, like, super into. And so, you know, being the excellent detective that he is, he goes up to the, t- you know, takes the twink up to the room where uh, yeah. some of the, the, the penis fighting happened and, and goes yeah. to hook up and we learn that uh, Macaroni is blessed cursed whatever you want to call it with a massive magnum dong
0: that sequence the reveal of it was so well done oh my God. where it's just angled on the twink's face as you just see the shadow, shadow of yes. his dick and <laughs> i love it it's just like, yeah like at one point it's like opening the Ark of the covenant from <laughs> rangers of the lost ark but in a happy way
1: <laughs> and like uh there was at one point where he hit like macaroni as a towel around his waist and you can see like just the tip kind of like <laughs> 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 like I pointed it out, and you're like, oh my god, what a detail.
0: Just the tip, Just you the know, tip. it's like kudos to the wardrobe it was a department. Long towel.
1: But anyway, Um, so yeah. they're up in the room, and you know, it's revealed that it's a condom that is left for, yeah, like as they the hotel provides free ones for, you know, those conducting their business and whatnot in the rooms. And mm-hmm. yeah, this like condom comes to life and ends up, uh, macaroni's, I think, right testicle ends up being. <laughs> Uh, one of its victims gets chomped. gets chomped. He
0: he sort of manages to escape the uh, the the full clutches of yes. the condom because in this instance the twink brought a yeah. condom. It's like I want to use my condom. Black looks cooler, kind of thing with his fancy cool condoms. And um, macaroni also at one point in the movie says that regular condoms won't fit. Yes,
1: him. of course. So. Yeah, so he so then macaroni he, he knows the truth and he sounds like an insane person <laughs> going back to yep. the police department is like, no, it's kill it's like killer condoms, it's the condoms, it's the condoms. And they're like, dude, like get a grip. Don't embarrass our police department I've, with this nonsense. I
0: love how it's clear that no one's believing him, but he sticks to his guns yes. anyway. He knows what he saw. He, yeah, he knows Macaroni the score.
1: will not be gaslit by cops.
0: <laughs> One thing that was a fun part of this movie well, oh, fun's the wrong word, but I thought it was good that it was in there, was they point out that it is specifically both uh, the gay community and sex workers who are at yes or, or involved in this. Yes. Because, you know, we don't really see... No, I guess uh, as far as the gay community goes, we see male sex workers.
1: We do, but yeah, but there like, is also the, just like, the, the 20th, yeah, the guy, yeah. you know, the hookups and the guys at the, the bar and it's also yeah. just spontaneous, like, let's go bang in the hotel quickie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a cruising spot yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same time as it's a, a place for uh, workers yes. to go. Yeah. But I, I thought that was really interesting and good that it actually focused on that part where it was just like, it was taking a social commentary of like, part of why you guys don't really give a shit is because of who's at risk. Yeah.
1: And and how that is by also by design in who is perpetuating yeah. this. Is like, yes. not only do we hate them, but it's like, well, no one will give a fuck. So we can pick them off yeah. and who, who who's going to do something about it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there is a great sequence this leads to when Macaroni points out that it's the gay community at risk where they need a cop to go <laughs> undercover, like cruising style. Like, it's got to be straight up a riff on cruising, oh, yeah. right? Like, but they get his uh, partner who's the homophobic cop <laughs> to go cruising. And he's just like, as he gets it, he's like, don't worry, because Macaroni's too well known. Yeah, course, he's like, well, yeah, I'm a gay cop, and so know everyone knows a I'm a
1: cop, yeah. so you can't send me undercover.
0: Yeah, we need someone else. So he sends his uh, homophobic partner, and um, of course, he's like, don't worry, I can dress him up as a gay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can make him blend right in.
0: And he's just like Tom of Finland. Yeah, just like a leather
1: the... harness across the chest, and oh yeah. my god.
0: And, and there's a finishing touch <laughs> that made me laugh so Yeah, much. we were just like, no. Uh, that was a... Okay, well, what it is, is he, he says, here, a yellow handkerchief, put it in your back right pocket, and it means that you don't want to have sex tonight. And he's like, oh, great. We know that that's not We true, sure do. As people who are familiar with the concept of the hanky code and, you know, just like gay cruising culture in general... You know, I'm not, like, super familiar with it, but I've seen movies, and it is part of gay culture that you come across mm-hmm. if, if you're engaged with gay culture. And so that was a joke that, uh, you know, they they do a reveal what it actually was later in the movie, but I'm wondering how many people would have got it right, right. off the bat versus people who just took it at face value of, like, oh, okay, that's a that's a good tip yeah. so he, he doesn't get banged what he doesn't want to be, you know?
1: And I wonder how... Because I I don't know, like, internationally how if hanky code was... Because I I know it came out of necessity, is my understanding anyway, of, like, well, you know, it's... We will be criminalized if we're caught doing gay shit, so how do you signal to other people, other gay people, without... Well, going under the radar of, you know, straight cis cops and stuff is, well, you have these little symbols and different colors mean different things different positions mean different things and you can signal your interest in a way that is undetectable to someone who doesn't know what to look for
0: yeah like the the code comes up in cruising Mm -hmm. for sure that's another part of why i think this is yeah so i've always known
1: of it as like an american thing but then i'm like i don't actually know how like international it was
0: Because this German movie uh, clocked onto Mm -hmm. it, so but it takes place
1: in New York City, right? So yeah, so that's what I mean, though, is if it was you know intended primarily for like a German audience, I'm like I don't know how many would be familiar, right?
0: Yeah, but I'm also thinking just like a straight audience. Oh yeah, probably not. Yeah, like maybe maybe it maybe it was something that everyone caught on to. maybe not
1: because I'm thinking like you know post internet and everything. Yeah, of course, but you know this was what '96, Mm -hmm. so I'm like I I really don't know.
0: Plus, even today, like the amount of just complete lack of knowledge from some people I've seen just like absolutely know nothing about anything to do with queer culture it's one of those things where it's like uh, of course I I wonder how many of those people would look at a killer condom a sex comedy written by a gay comic artist uh and be like "Yep, that's my (laughs) jam you know the people that is like this is my this is my entry point to gay culture killer condom (laughs) welcome uh, so you did mention a bit like the motives, and this is sort of what the big climax of the movie is about.
1: Yeah, and the we have a doctor who is uh, lost her marvels a bit, and yeah. has decided that she is, you know, Jesus is coming, reckoning day, whatever, judgment day, and um, in preparation for this, she's she's going to start doing the judging, and you know. Blow up Sodom and Gomorrah and whatever, and because New York City is, of course, a cesspit of a a filth. filth. Yeah, filth. exactly. Always, that's that's common theme. Yeah. And so she's kidnapped this like Russian biologist to help her make killer condoms to go after the undesirables and judge them, and because and and that it not just includes sex workers but also gays because sex is supposed to be men and women procreating.
0: Which I think says a lot about um, where this movie came out in terms of, say, like, you know, safe sex and, like, there's the AIDS crisis, right? Mm -hmm. From, From the 80s and stuff, where... You know, condoms. Yeah, who's going to use a condom? Sex workers and gays. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, it's like there's almost this idea where it's like straight people need not apply.
1: At least not the ones who are having, you know, legitimate sex.
0: Legitimate sex, yeah, as uh, she would term it. Because she very much goes down that. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yeah, short of saying
1: that exact rhyme, yeah.
0: But uh, she has a special plan for Macaroni, who seems to be extra hated by her. (laughs) And I was hoping it would go this way. She has made a mammoth, monster, magnum condom. Monster
1: condom for your magnum dong.
0: Exactly, and uh, it's a sight to behold. Sure is. <laughs> the condom itself is great. It's just, it's just a condom but with teeth yes. on the open end, and it just sort of, like, stop motion rolls around yeah. the floor and stuff and bounces from room to room. Yeah, it's,
1: like, vaguely sentient. Yeah. And and what it's... what I love is when when they get an example of a specimen and they're, like, you know, have the, like, coroner or whoever going through it and is, like, well, you know, it's, just like, self-sustaining organism. It doesn't actually, like, need to, like, eat, like, meat to survive. Like, it has everything it needs here, so it's, like... It's, it's just doing it. It's, it's just, just doing it for, it. like, the cruelty of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's one scene that, uh, where this one dude gets his dick bit off, <laughs> and then we see the dick in the condom just, like, sliding down the hallway oh as they're God. chasing after it kind of thing. So until detailed. Until severed dick sitting in the middle of the hallway. And it was, like, that's the level of buffoonery on display here. Like, it's yes. very... Slapstick. As much as we're talking about something that is like, ah, oh, that would be fucking horrible. Like, this is clearly a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the comedy.
1: Yes, heavy.
0: And then he gives this rousing speech at the end to, to keep jumping around totally. Like yes. when he's faced with this doctor who's made this condom or had the scientist make this condom thing. He gives a very rousing speech. I, I liked the touch of as he's giving the speech, the volume drops out and then it goes to his inner monologue that pops up. Over the speech of him being like, and I gave this great speech. I don't know what the fuck I was saying, but I <laughs> <Yeah>. said it. <laughs> Just like, it's kind of a self awareness over how it's like one of those movie speeches. Yes. Kind of things. Yeah. And I hate that it was a more pro- progressive speech than even today. <laughs> like, today's standards of gay acceptability and all that stuff. You know there's a lot of people where it's just like man you should watch this movie from god how old is it almost 30 years ago yeah
1: it's gonna say i'm barely older than it
0: oof that's that's sad that's bleak but uh she th- this villainess she has a great demise she's like overcome with guilt over like speaking for god and and assuming she has the power to judge and also, like, it seems that she doesn't really learn so much about, like, homophobia is bad, but she does learn, like, oh, I pretend, I'm, I'm speaking for God, and that's what makes me bummed.
1: Which, I wouldn't expect her to have that level of awareness.
0: Yeah, uh, but either way, it means time to dive into the vat full of killer condoms.
1: Yes, as one does.
0: As one does, yeah. And, uh, that about sums up the movie. We get the happy ending of, uh macaroni and the twink coming together and macaroni's just like i fucking quit the cops and i'm going back to sicily and you're coming with me and i actually found it touching dare i say how it's like you're gonna come to sicily meet my family and it's like oh what's your mom gonna think of that and it's like oh she's gonna hate it (laughs) but this is kind of what i have to do this is Mm. who i am kind of thing and it's like yes that's nice that you've accepted yourself in the face of what you know like stuff that wants you not to be Mm -hmm. accepting of yourself yeah exactly i didn't think this movie would be as heartfelt as it was
1: no like yeah it had some drama it had some like will they be together won't they be together who's doing this what like
0: yeah there's
1: there's so many so many things going on
0: yeah there's a lot of elements at play and uh but yeah it's an engaging movie from start to finish and Mm -hmm. uh shit I liked
1: it. I liked like it a lot. It.
0: So I, I definitely recommend Killer Condom to anyone who wants to just have a fun time. Yes.
1: Me too. And, and not so know, like, oh, fun. it's so bad. It's good. Like, wait, it's like, no, like, I I actually liked this movie. I would watch it again. <laughs> it's yeah, really yeah, entertaining. It, it was
0: genuinely engaging and it entertaining. It was so, silly yeah.
1: as hell. Don't get me wrong. Like, it it's absurd. Yeah. But it, it, it commit like, it takes itself seriously for the most part. Like, the, you know, like, these cops, like, and stuff that was just like, like once they once it settles in for them, they're like, "Oh, like yeah, here's the specimen." Here, like, "Oh shit, killer condom!" They're like, "We gotta stop the killer condoms."
0: I I, I liked the uh, Republican speech giver who's all about we've got to return this country to its Bible roots, getting his wiener bit off. <laughs> that was that was good.
1: That was good fun.
0: Yeah, it's a fun movie. That's like we've repeated that a bunch, but that's mm. pretty much all there is to say about it at this point. Um, as far as what we were talking about with uh, Freudian stuff—is there anything that this movie specifically does, or like Lacan, like that loss of power, that that phallic kind of imagery?
1: Because the—I mean, well, I guess you see a couple. Like for the most part, it's just stuff happening kind of in the background, with the exception yeah. of like macaroni, and then that one guy who's like, "Well, at least you have all of your dick in one ball. I don't have anything." It's like right. It's not really oh, explored. Yeah.
0: When he goes to the hospital and sees all the victims of the condom, and it just like turns into like this eerie, like, these people have been driven mad by. Yeah. By what's happened. Like, it, it's done very much in that almost like going into an institution and seeing all the wailing extras and yes. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. One thing that, that I, I was thinking, because you'd mentioned like with Lacan and the phallus and the idea of power, is uh, with the the villain trying to specifically target the gay community and all that it's um there there could be a comment there on as acceptance grows the gay community gets power yeah and uh that it it hasn't had like i'm not saying they're in charge or have power Mm -hmm. like a lot of conspiracy theorists or weirdos seem to think um like they're still marginalized obviously but the idea of any level of respect or um self-realization or self-actualization is seen as gaining a power that they never once had is almost an affront to this lady and so this
1: well i don't even like, know it's gaining a power way. she sees them as having a power and they're misusing it that's true like a, 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 in that sort of conspiratorial like well not even it doesn't have to be conspiratorial. it's more just like well you know this is what this is meant for and you're misusing it and so you
0: oh yeah in like a more literal way of like actual sex and all that stuff i I was speaking more like the notion of community and trying Mm -hmm. to like
1: yeah but i'm thinking like i don't even know that she had like she would necessarily have that like level of consideration it's more just like for the you know what they do have it's like they're misusing it so like a bad you know a bad kid who's misusing their toy i'm gonna take it away from them so they can't you know smash their kid sibling in the head with it or whatever right
0: no, I I agree. I don't think it's her having that thing. I'm talking more meta textually, sure. like the movie possibly having yep, this potentially. kind of idea. Yeah, because no, you're, I think you're 100 percent right. She's more literal in her um, her mission here.
1: Yeah, I don't know that she's that big picture.
0: <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I mean she she thinks she's pretty grand scheme as far as like I am prepping for Judgment Day, but it's like yeah, I don't think it's that deep. <laughs>
0: she she well she spells out exactly what she's doing mm-hmm. she's not shy about her uh, no, Exactly. i like that there was a greater thing at work rather than just uh mm-hmm. oh, condoms biting people's dicks off wow because the movie could have easily just been that totally uh, uh but but it actually had more to it that was uh
1: it was intentional action
0: yeah yeah so good stuff I, I wonder if we can be as glowing in our discussion of the next film, which is one that we had seen before, uh-huh. and you didn't seem exactly thrilled to be reliving this movie. <laughs> I believe your first words, uh, your, or your words on your memory of the first time were just, it's a cursed film. Yeah. Do you still feel that way?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I barely remembered it. I just remember like the impression I came away with. With it from, and then watching it again, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like way more jaded now, or something. But I was just like, I mean, yeah, I find it's cursed, but whatever. It's yeah, it's not. because uh, I, I remember being sitting there, being like, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah, but I think you're more jaded now, like you said. Yeah, yeah. i kind of like, okay. uh, but we watched 2008's Bad Biology. We sure did. Which got a, a 4K transfer from Severin. Uh, I was excited to check this out. From uh, one of the technical standpoints of the original release was like this movie that was cut on, um, it was DV because, you know, it came out 2008 when like digital video was all the rage and so you got all these movies coming out that just look like absolute dog shit and it's entirely the technology where we're not quite in the the HD era fully but people have pivoted to digital for like low budget filmmaking but uh, I found this out actually from listening to the Severn Films podcast because uh, they always do an episode when they have a release coming they do an episode and talk about all the releases in depth
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, apparently the movie was shot on film and so they went back to the original film and like what happened is it was transferred to digital for uh, cutting but they just left it digitally and they cut mm. a digital version and it's like that's a choice sure you is. know. Um, but uh, they went back to the original uh, f- film footage and recut it to to match what the digital movie was like, they had to go through the work of re-editing this movie or something like
1: that. Honestly, and, um, slay.
0: Yeah, and then they put out a 4K scan of it, and it's like, wow. The world what really needed that. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie is. It's, it's something. So it's directed by Frank Henenlotter, who we've talked about before on, on the show. Uh, I'm personally quite a fan of his. He did Basket Case, Brain Damage, and Frankenhooker as sort of his like big three movies. Um, we also talked about Slash of the Knife, which was an early short from him. That's uh, right. That that's him. Actually kind of fits the bill for this gonna week's say. topic. <laughs> yeah. That was the one where it's a fake hi- social hygiene film about the importance of circumcision. And it's just like mutant dicks ahoy. But this movie is a love story from hell, I guess, where a, a woman with, as she says, like she has a mutant vagina and a guy with a mutant penis, they, they meet. They, they are on a trage- like a collision course trajectory of meeting up as being like perfect for each other. In the worst possible way, and I love how off the rails it gets, even with its premise. Like you know that yeah. like that's her mentality of it. Yet the movie presents as like, nope, <laughs> this isn't the perfect union, and you will see why.
1: Yeah, far from it.
0: This lady and her 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 in you know in the words of the band the Vaseline, her monster puss. She uh, likes to. Hook up with uh, people, and she accidentally kills them frequently during sex because she gets so into it. What with her seven clits that she knows about, <laughs> you know, she probably has hidden ones that she doesn't know about. Yeah, that she just has this uh, voracious appetite for fucking, and her mutant body, like it's not just her her vagina involved. It's it's her uh, entire reproductive system is haywire because she manages to gestate a baby in a matter of a couple hours and it's always these like weird little mutant things and so she's you know because this movie is clearly trying to be as trashy as possible Mm -hmm. she's just like throwing them in the trash and stuff like that
1: what was that that sewer baby
0: oh the suckling
1: yeah yeah she has a bunch of those
0: Yeah, she has a bunch of sucklings. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, from our uh, baby shower power hour. That episode. was the one. Yeah, so that's her whole speech, and she she talks about how she's like the one true nymphomaniac. And one thing I thought was interesting how she talks about nymphomania as a uh, pathology created by men towards unruly women. Hmm. Like, uh, what were your thoughts on that? That whole speech.
1: It was funny because she, she would, she, she'll say the odd thing that is, like, kind of, like, oh, she's starting to make a good point, and then, and then it switches to, like, yeah, and I know I was put on this purpose, on, like, my purpose for being put on this earth the way I am is for God to fuck me so I can deliver, like, <laughs> <laughs> deliver the savior. Like, she would, she would be, like, so lucid for a second and say something that was kind of, like, oh, go, go you know go on and then deliver just like go like crazy with it and it's like oh okay this is just like one of those like broken clock is right twice a day yeah <laughs> moments
0: yeah uh the dialogue felt very sort of john waters light
1: oh god did it ever
0: like it it felt Extreme like i can see consciousness. this yeah i could see this in sort of a b-side of a john waters movie yeah you know? like like, they speak with, like, like stream of consciousness is a good uh, way to put it. It reminds me of, like, Mink Stole yelling from her window in Desperate Living, <laughs> but that was very profoundly John Waters, where it's yeah. just it's kind of off the mark a bit. Mm-hmm. But she's also a photographer who I found it kind of interesting how she just falls into the stereotype of, like, gross male photographers that you would see in, like, 70s movies, where she's taking photos and she's just yelling like, "Oh yeah, fuck the camera," because the camera's gonna <laughs> fuck you and stuff like that. Like as she's yeah. taking all these photos and,
1: and it was just like sexually harassing her models. Yeah,
0: and... it was
1: to get the shot.
0: It was gross. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was gross, but it was I guess an inversion of. um how that photographer is usually portrayed like you've mentioned what there's a phrase like guy with a camera or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. and uh how it's like there is a type of guy that's just you refer to as you know guy with a camera gwc gwc there you go and it's like you know who we're talking about she's
1: She's, yeah she's like that but like (laughs) has managed to get jobs instead of just like Paying local women to pose nude on like with like you know a too shitty let up light setup and you know a, like white cloth hanging on the wall. Yeah, this is this is almost more like 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 she she made it she managed to like fail upwards like like Terry Richardson style.
0: Interesting. Yeah, uh, I hadn't made that connection, but I totally see what you're talking. about. Oh yeah, about. it's giving her her little career trajectory takes her to this mansion house, like, almost, like, manor for, like, you know, New York City-style manor kind of thing, uh, to photo shoot... What is it? They say it's a hip-hop shoot? I think it's for a magazine? hmm The person who owns the house is, uh, the other part of this love story is this guy who... This is the part that I think would be interesting compared to what we were talking about with, like, uh, castration anxiety mm-hmm. and maybe how people respond to that, where... He said that, like, they cut off his dick when he was born. But it was like an umbilical cord mix-up or something yeah. like that. And so they had to reattach it. And his dick never worked. And how that completely ruined his growing up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, okay, this this is feels kind of real. And, like, genuine sort of upset on this person's part, right? But since it's a trash exploitation movie, they go full on with it where it's like so he started injecting his dick with steroids and growth hormones and it worked but then his dick gained a consciousness from it and now he has a drug addicted dick that he has to constantly feed yep (laughs) so you know it's uh it's something else it's like this movie does a lot of like brushing on deeper things yeah like actually having a bit of humanity towards it and then I wonder if that was intentional, just so those little, like, twists of the knife into exploitation territory would feel that much
1: Maybe. weirder
0: or off-putting. There are a few parts of this character that always makes me laugh. I've only, I've seen this movie three times, I think, and mm-hmm. two of them were with you. Yes. Uh, one of them is whenever his dick goes haywire in his pants, and you just see his pants start shaking, <laughs> like, tanting, and you just hear, like... <laughs> kind of thing going from his fucking pants as he's just it's like slipper uh, sounding <laughs> yeah just like slapping like, like, like really rapid ham slapping together
1: yeah, like like all those looney tunes shit like
0: <laughs> yeah that always makes me laugh as is the part when he's in the pizzeria and those teenagers are having like the fakest conversation oh ever about God. john holmes and then he just like can't handle it if they're talking about how great his giant dick is And he just, like, runs out of the... Oh, what? The one person's, like, is all veiny. It looks like a fucking monster dick. And then he runs out of there and just shows him puking in the (laughs) alley. That always makes me fucking laugh. (laughs) Um, And he uh, builds a giant fuck machine to, like, satiate his, his urges with his monster dick. And it's, like, this homemade MacGyver together
1: vaguely steampunk
0: yeah <laughs> a steampunk <laughs> fleshlight there you go as uh, he puts port on it, it's just like this huge like mechanism that's just smashing back and forth in the table it was comical how over the top it all was
1: christ yeah
0: yeah so his dick is so super powered like if we're talking about like the phallus as the site of power and all that stuff his dick is, like, the uh, uber phallus kind of thing. <laughs> because uh, when he fucks people, they have orgasms, presumably to death. Yeah. Because they never stop. And he even says, like, at one point, he's like, I don't know if it's one big orgasm or hundreds of orgasms, one after, one after the other, but you won't stop. And, like, it's like an exorcist scene, almost. <laughs> you With wrong. just, like, um, how long it's going. And he just, like... Yeah, so, like, his mutant dick is too powerful, Mm -hmm. and eventually when he's like, we won't do this anymore, I'm not gonna give you drugs, and you're not gonna fuck anymore, his dick just, like, leaves?
1: It's a detachable penis.
0: It's a detachable penis, it's like that song, detachable penis, but it's a movie. Yeah.
1: Or, yeah, and then that this, yeah, the, the dick, like, goes out on the town, and that point it was just like the movie became, what did I call it? How I learned to stop worrying and love my basket case penis.
0: (laughs) It really is basket case if it was a
1: dick instead of a brother. Instead of a brother. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's this movie for sure. Um And while this is all going on, the the photographer lady is just like, oh, I can't wait to fuck this guy. Are oh, you like she's him? Watching. I know. Because she secret. broke in. Yeah. Right, and she's watching when he uh, brings the woman home and has sex with her, and sees how powerful her orgasms are and how never ending they are. And her immediate thought is, oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, this looks fine. You're made for each other. Yeah. So she wants to to do this guy. But when she comes over, he's like, My dick's already gone. It's like it's gone. And she's just like so bummed about it until the dick comes crawling back comes home. and it's like fucking dying because it doesn't have drugs anymore. It looks like <laughs> it's like if E.T. after he fucking dies and goes all gray and the feds are after him, and he's in the puddle and he's just like, Yeah, as he's fucking croaking, but he's a dick. That's what that's what this is. It is and she's.
1: She's just and like he's, oh. and he's like it's like rubber monster but he's also it's it, it's like watching someone on like a ventilator like it's like <laughs> <sighs> like inflating and like oh my god
0: it's cursed it's, it's so truly cursed. cursed so she just starts injecting it with so many fucking all steroids. Sorts of blue shit yeah all this blue shit and then it fucks her to death
1: but like it's death and or the guy... Because, of course, you know, somehow...
0: The guy, like, ODs. Like, he's always... I can't have like, the psychic connection to his dick or just full-on dick withdrawal syndrome, <laughs> but he, like, fucking seizes and there's, like, foam coming out of his mouth. Because he mentions
1: that, um, how, like, he's like, yeah, I can tell it's out, like, fucking. He's like, like, it almost feels like it's happening to me. And then I realize I don't have a goddamn dick
0: anymore. <laughs> That's right. He can feel it all, but he can't nut because he doesn't have anything yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. And... So he's fucking seizing, foaming from the mouth. She's fucking dead, or almost dead, but then she births another mutant baby, like instantly, but it's like a dick. It's just a bean. With balls for feet, and it just runs out of the room screaming, (laughs) and that's how the fucking movie ends. (laughs)
1: It's. (laughs) I hate this movie so much. (laughs)
0: Well, like I think I said, as soon as it was over, well, it can't all be winners. (laughs) No, we certainly can't. Uh, I think I'm a bit softer on this movie than you are, but... Like, I'm laughing, to be sure I'm,
1: like, just getting stitches here.
0: But But it's one of those movies that, afterwards, I think of the premise, and I think of the absurdity of it, and think, like, oh, that's gotta be fun. And then I watch it, and I'm like, oh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you it's, know, try, it's
1: trying, like I said, it's trying really hard to be, like, provocative and, like, say yeah. the most, like, outlandish shit possible. And it, it just gets kind of old. It just feels like the, like, Yeah. you know, I don't know, some teenager who's just, like, saying shit to see if they get in trouble. And it's just like, buddy, like, get a grip.
0: Yeah, it's, um,. It does certain aspects of its things well. Like we mm-hmm. said, it seems to always waver on parts of it. It's like, oh, I like that. That's kind of good. And then something completely cursed happens. And honestly, it. It I do, I, I
1: will direction. say, I do think it is absolutely iconic for her to, to have come to the conclusion that she was put on this earth for God to fuck her. Like, I'm like, that, okay, that rules. Like, <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's... Uh, like, I'll give
1: you credit for that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, fuck. This fucking movie... And I guess one other part that made me laugh is when she's hooking up with that guy and he's just like, I never expected to go home tonight, but you know, you're something special and we're going to have this tender lovemaking and we're going to do it all night long. And it's so great. And, uh, isn't it great that we met each other? We're so for each other. We're so emotionally invested. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as we're done, he's like, well,
1: bye. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, can we, can we, can we like do this again? Sometimes he's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah he just fucks off so she immediately grabs a lamp and murders bashes his brains
1: in in and out and everywhere
0: yeah it's
1: like you know fair
0: i think the movie almost gets a self-awareness of its own crassness in the photo shoot sequence <laughs> yeah when it's just like these people that have like prosthetic all the what what face yeah, masks. All the masks and uh You know, they treat it as crassly as they can, even beyond that conceit. And And she
1: tries to make it like it's some big, like, you know, like a feminist statement. Like, not that she would necessarily use that word to describe it, but it's just like, yeah, well, this is what it is. This is the reality of it. And then... Of course, you have the grossest dudes alive, or they has been like, "Oh yeah, that's how it is, baby." It's like,
0: but I think there was definitely a self-awareness because there's that one woman there who just basically says what it as is. It's like, this isn't art, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, like no. Oh, and that was the other biggest laugh for me in the movie is the scene when he's like the the fucking guy who owns the house he's being a creeper of course that part's not the funny part but the the woman that uh he was watching comes to taunt him afterwards and just the part where she's just like you know topless it's like is this what you're after is this what you're into and he's standing behind these cardboard boxes that are like stacked (laughs) perfectly at dick level and then you just hear as they go flying over and he runs out of the room like his fucking (laughs) dick power punched it
1: yeah. <laughs> the part
0: that part makes me laugh.
1: No, that that was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so overall it's I don't know. Um It's worth watching if you just want to see something that'll make you go what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair Otherwise, uh, you know whatever. You you're, you're um, not missing much. Not my, not my favorite hen and lauder by No. The mile, and I, I do like, enjoy it case is it's like a legit classic in yeah. my opinion. Yeah.
1: Like Frankenhooker.
0: Brain Damage was the first one I ever saw. I,
1: I, I don't remember Brain Damage very well, but I've seen the other ones more than once, and I think I've only seen Brain Damage the one time.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's it's fun. A lot of phallic imagery in that one, too, because the little worm is like his buddy. It speaks in a British accent. Doesn't <clears throat> gets him high all the time. Right. But there's that scene with the blowjob where it's his monster that comes out and eats the lady's brains through through her mouth. You know right. that's that's what we're talking. Just, just that, Henlatter things we're at with these movies. Yeah, just head and Water yeah, things. Yeah, but then
1: because mentioning how the demon mutant Dick and, and is so much like Belial when he goes out on his or Belial, yeah Belial
0: yeah Belial yeah yeah when he
1: goes out on his like skirt and goes right, like fucking around New York City literally, and it's, it's like yeah we're talking about castration anxiety and stuff. I'm just like, has Water been analyzed? What, what, what are the transcripts from his sex- sessions? I am so curious. The <laughs> uh, yeah. current theme of part of me is is leaving me and going around and wreaking havoc. And, and I'm terrified, but also kind of mad that I'm not attached to it while it's happening. Because I'm missing out. That's true,
0: because um, he did three basket case movies. Mm-hmm. Um, brain damage, while it's uh, not a part of him specifically, like it's not an organic body part it acts like a vestigial organ mm-hmm. that is beneficial to him. It's a very parasitic, symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Like, it, it it presents itself as symbiotic, but we know it's not. And, uh, yeah, and then you get the inverse of that with um, Slash of the Knife, where it's the idea of because you haven't excised this part of you, there's something wrong.
1: Yeah, like, he, dude has a thing for demon dicks.
0: Yep. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just know what you're about and you go for it.
1: So true.
0: So I guess we uh, kind of did both. We did castration anxiety and also like the opposite of that where it's like, oh no, I got too much phallus.
1: Yeah. Then that's kind of what, yeah, bad biology where it's, it's like, yeah, I was castrated and it's terrible, but then I uh, uncastrated myself and maybe my life is worse because of it. (laughs)
0: It's almost like, it's the overcompensation yeah, kind of thing. Kind of true, like yeah. um, what the phallus presents to begin with. It's like, oh, because I've quote unquote failed, mm-hmm. you know, not by any fault of his own, but, but through that accident, he is seen as a less of a man. Like he talks about in his teen years, he just can't do all these things because of it. He overcompensates. mm mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of the notion you hear, like, when you see, like, a big truck go by, and, and there's... And people will say, like, oh, what's he compensating yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, right? It's a... It, it's sort of a reaction to castration anxiety that sets the uh, the horrors in this movie.
1: Look at you getting all, like, Adlerian with it.
0: I gotta put my education to use
1: somehow. <laughs> but yeah, it's sort of, like, be careful what you wish for.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, Because
1: um... you got it, and then some, and ooh, boy...
0: I think, especially with the premise, this is a movie I, I kind of wanted to like more than I did. Mm-hmm. Like, I I, th- I think there there was a lot of potential there that just didn't work for me on this one. I can see that. Because the premise is, it, it, it works, like, the premise is, sounds great, you know, it's just like a lady with, like, a voracious vagina meets up with a dude with his, like, mutant dick that's all, like, you know, it's a match made in hell. Mm-hmm. and uh And that, that sounds fun. It does. Oh, well. So I guess that's been our, our talk about wieners <laughs> and such. I suppose at some point we'll have to come back uh, and, and do the flip side, do ourselves a little Freudian fanny fiesta. I think oh, that would yeah. be a good, <laughs> good follow-up down the road. Just had to find some good movies for it. Mm-hmm. Before we go, we do have recommendations.
1: Mm-hmm. So I guess, th- I don't know, this recommendation might be better for like, the next, like the follow-up. At the same time, there's a lot of penis peril in it. So teeth from 2007.
0: That's one I've only seen the once, and I've been wanting to rewatch.
1: Same here, actually. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure I watched it like on my iPod Classic on like a flight or something. <laughs> so I should like uh, okay. actually it. Okay, it was your double it.
0: feature with the time you watched a Serbian film on your iPod Classic. I
1: think that's also how I watched Paranormal Activity. <laughs> Some people are like, oh my god, it's so scary. I was like, ugh. And they're like, no, we have to, like, and you're watch like it's it. not scary. It's not scary on a screen this big. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, there's a lot of penis. Pe- and I, I guess it's, it's sort of like killer condom, but cut out the middleman of the condom.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. Uh, good recommendation. I'm going to. Recommend with an asterisk a movie because it's been so long since I've seen it that I don't know how I would feel about it in this day and age. Fair. But it's a movie that I remember the first time I saw it, I fucking hated it. I hated it, hated it, hated it until the ending and then there's like a certain plot point that that changes, colors the movie that I thought, oh, I watched it like a, a second time and it was like a completely different experience mm. watching it that second time. It's a movie uh from 2009 uh a very indie movie called Someone's Knocking at the Door. It's about time traveling serial killers who their weapon of choice is their mutant junk. <laughs> of course like it this is. It's a couple so you you got like a mutant wiener and a mutant uh vagina and it's uh yeah work that's i don't want to say much more about it because i i think i was a little like blindsided by where it went and i, I thought it was a better experience for it
1: okay but
0: yeah yeah it's a movie hmm. it's very Indian so that that's
1: movie. sort of like like latter half of the aughts seemed to be just a, a time
0: yeah people were just like
1: we, we were just 10 years behind know. germany and yeah exactly <laughs>
0: Well, this has been fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm glad we are able to do another one of these. Uh, I've mentioned in recent times a few other ideas for episodes that will probably come down the pipe eventually. We'll Mm -hmm. just see when. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. All right, cool.
1: Till then, take it easy and keep it sleazy.